Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Okay, they had pads on today. Were they popping enough They were you? not popping. It's probably the most intense day of practice I think they've had. But they weren't popping pads. And I'm not, I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying, I'm just saying I miss the popping of pads well, they weren't in the wh- morning. They weren't wailing on each other, but they were hitting each other. Yeah, there was contact. That's the way uh, I would put let it. Me, let me ask you an honest question. Let me ask you an honest question, okay? How old are you now? 67. You're 67. Do you think your hearing is really good? Yes, it is. Okay. Do you think you're going to hear pads popping 60 yards away? Yes. Okay. I'm just checking. I love the Just sound of pads him. and pads popping in the morning, as Robin Williams said. Okay, I tell you what, why don't we do this? How about um, Nolan puts on some pads and Alex puts on some pads and they can do an Oklahoma drill right here out in at the, the station? Out in the room. Will that work for you? Yeah, it will. Uh, I'm in. Uh, and Nolan said he's good. So <laughs> Why, why, why isn't Nolan good? Because well, he has a bad back. Why, why isn't Nolan good? Let's say Nolan was totally healthy. Who would knock the other one on their ass? I think Nolan with a bad back, I think I got him there. What if he had a good back? I think I still got him. What if it was uh, you and Terry? Oh, man, that's Ter- Terry's got me. Oh, don't he, lie. He might try don't and pull lie. something. He might try and pull a, a trick there and get me. You cannot beat up on senior citizens. That's just not right. Exactly. And I got to tell you, you might hurt yourself uh, if you accidentally smash your right leg into his wheelchair. Time now for the leap. The lead is presented by Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. By the way, I will apologize for saying that. That was insensitive. I should not have said that Alex would have injured his right leg on your wheelchair. What I meant to say was your walker. Good day for the Broncos offense today. Russell Wilson. Oh, you're in a good mood today. I'm always in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood. Russell Wilson, fair to say he was sharp today? Yeah, he was. Very sharp. Uh, rookie tight end Greg Dulcich took a bunch of reps with the first team, caught a touchdown pass. Rookie Montrell Washington looked good, took some snaps with the first team offense. He caught a touchdown as well. But I think it is fair to say that the highlight of the day was the two-minute offense at the end of practice. I think that's probably the hardest Mm-hmm. thing for a new offense to do with a new offensive coordinator, new head coach who calls the play, new quarterback, new system, zone blocking inside, outside. And they hadn't worked on it much. Correct. So let's set the scene. The offense was facing third and 15. I think in the past, maybe a Bridgewater or a lock, they would have gone for it. They would have tried to get the 15 yards all in one bite. They would have tried to eat the sub sandwich in one bite. Uh, Wilson, a nice pass to Jerry Judy, picked up 11, and then it was fourth and four. Uh, Wilson did not play conservatively there either. He threw a bomb, called an audible, threw a bomb, 35 yards to Cortland Sutton. Sutton came down with a nice catch, 35-yard touchdown, and I think it is fair to say 
Hackett is showing first year with Russell Wilson that he wants to collaborate for sure with Wilson also trust his new quarterback. It's a combination of both of us. You know, I, it's one of those things I kind of try to plant some seeds in his, uh, in his mind. Um, some things, you know, some plays we've got kind of have collaborated on a list of things that we want to try to accomplish and uh, plays we want to run, especially in the situation having to get down the field uh, in large chunks. And then, uh, you know, I give him those, we talk about it, and then he runs with it. So, uh, and I'm always kind of in his ear, but he, it's, it's his choice, whatever he's feeling. That truly is collaborative because he plants ideas in Russell Wilson's heads. They talk about it, and then Russell Wilson is able to pick from among them, even under under tight, high high highlight spotlighted pressure, right? And to make the audible. And so I think this was an example of how it, it can work for the best, even with Nathaniel Hackett not having called plays at Green Bay. Here's the thing about Russell Wilson: forget about the fact that he has the resume that he should be trusted. He certainly has the work ethic and the football IQ, right? Matt LaFleur has that trust in Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. You might be starting to see a pattern here. Peyton Manning, he could do what he wanted to. It was essentially his offense. Uh, When you look at Marv Levy with the Buffalo Bills when they went to four consecutive Super Bowls, Jim Kelly ran that offense. He was the guy. That was his offense, meaning he called the plays on the field. All of them. Every single one. Mm -hmm. when you have a veteran quarterback who knows what he's doing, you could do that. You're not going to want to do that. I'm sorry. Even with the Teddy Bridgewater, you're not going to want to do that. Clearly, with a Drew Locke. But I'll give you another guy you don't want to do that with. And I'll bring his name up again. Kyler Murray. He's not a guy you want to do that with. I'm sorry. And I'll go back to this. If your team has to ask you to study four hours a day, then I'm sorry you don't have a great grasp of the offense. And don't tell me that your instincts are so good. And I wanted to bring up one more quick thing here. Uh, something that Patrick Mahomes said. He said, when I look at a guy like me or a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray, essentially what he said was, black quarterbacks are still getting picked on. Well, I got news for you, Patrick. You're not getting picked on. No one has ever questioned your work ethic or football IQ. No one has done that with Russell Wilson. No one has done that with Dak Prescott. Uh uh, I mean, think of black quarterbacks out there that are current, that are really good. No one's questioning those guys. They're questioning Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Everything does not have to be about race. Everything just doesn't. And I'm sensitive to that stuff. You know, I'm not black, so I can't say that I relate to it. But Kyler Murray is a different animal. And again, don't bring up race about Deshaun Watson either. He is who he is. Just because somebody gets in trouble and people go after him, don't bring, don't pull the race card. And certainly don't do when it comes to football like you when it comes to Kyler Murray because no one's ever questioned Russell Wilson. But if if Nathaniel Hackett can get the plays into Russell Wilson's head, yep. can be very clear about which ones he prefers, the circumstances under which he prefers them, and so Russell Wilson will not be starting from cold and attempting to audible there. Right. So that is truly collaborative. Right. And, and you and I have talked about in the past, and, and this, this guy is a perfect example. There are some guys that I don't want to say are new to the league, but want to be collaborative. In order for something to be collaborative, A, you have to have a coach who is willing to do that, right? 
And then you also have to have a quarterback because quarterbacks always want to be collaborative. They would love to call their own plays, but you have to have that trust and that history and that resume in order to be able to say, I deserve the right to be collaborative. Mm -hmm. The the guy I'm bringing up specifically is Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield had a big issue with Kevin Stefanski with the Browns, and he was upset that Stefanski was not being collaborative enough. Well, maybe Stefanski didn't fully trust Baker Mayfield with his football IQ. Hasn't been in the league that long. But I also think we have to keep in mind, and I think we probably all are, I think you'll agree with this, that this was a practice, camp practice, Mm -hmm. against semi-padded, in a semi-padded contact situation, in a padded semi-contact situation. Right. So we shouldn't get too carried away with the impact. But what, it, what, Are you talking about the two-minute drill? Yeah, the two-minute oh, I think drill. it's a big deal. But what's important is that it yeah. illustrates how collaborative they can be. Yes, I agree. And how it's you know, it's kind of evolved to a different level than the normal coach-quarterback uh, relationship. Right. I mean, the pass to Jerry Judy, it, it, it's not as if the cornerback on him pulled up. No, you're not going to try and hit a guy going over the middle and, and knock his helmet off with his head in it. I get that in practice, but it was still tight coverage. It was also tight coverage uh, on Cortland Sutton. But I agree with you that when Javante Williams is running the ball, you're not going to have a Kareem Jackson. I don't think he was on the field today. No. But you don't want to have a Kareem Jackson, you know, at full speed like a missile, you know, decleating himself (laughs) and like Superman flying into Javante Williams. No, you're not going to have that. But I will ask you something. There have been fights at practice. Let's look at what happened with the Bills. Josh Allen got into it with one of his teammates. And I'm not suggesting you need fights, and I'm not suggesting that you need scrums. But I don't think, at even at these padded practices, anything has come even close to that. Do you look at tempers not even close to flaring as well, maybe the practices aren't intense enough. And I'm asking you because I've asked some of the players and all of them have said, no, it's been intense. But listen, they know more about intense practices than I do. We have not seen Bradley Chubb and Garrett Bowles going at it. Great point. One, one example. Great point. Those are the two guys who are probably in the, high, in the high profile situation of just being each other's antagonists. Right. And the, the more the pain and the you know what they are, to the other one, it, the better it is for the other one because they're learning from each other. Right. It's almost it's almost like Sertan and a wide right. receiver. And, and I'll be so. honest, Nathaniel Hackett preaches harmony, u- unity. Let's sit around the campfire, make some mores, break out the guitar. We'll, we'll we'll sing a couple Neil Diamond songs together. He wants everybody to get along. Cat Stevens, possibly Cat Stevens, a little cats in the cradle, possibly because maybe. Nathaniel, if they play cats in the cradle, maybe Nathaniel feels that way about his father who might have never been home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like you, Dad. I'm going to be like you. He preaches harmony and unity. That's his thing. The question is, are these guys intense enough? Because I asked a former player today at practice. Uh, when I say, uh, A former player used to play for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. He and I talked for about 15, 20 minutes, and I said to him, is this more like training camp or summer camp to you? The the longer ago he played, the more likely it is that he's going to say this is just summer camp. Right. But but you're right, the guys aren't pounding each other. I'm concerned that the whether 
we all know everybody in the league is operating under the same evolving standards of protecting your players and everything, right. both within the CBA and league rule mm -hmm. and just common sense. So everybody's doing it. It's probably the same to a certain extent around the league. But the degree to which the, the, the uh, Broncos are kind of stepping back and going hard, slow, hard, slow. Right. I'm, I'm just not 100% sure how ready they can be to actually, when the lights come on, but it's the same thing. It's the same challenge all around the league. Okay, I'll put it to you this way: I am not going to be positive about this, and I'm not going to be negative about this. I'm not going to even form an opinion about this. I'm going to wait to see how the season goes, and then when we go into next off season mm -hmm. and we go into training camp, if they were eleven and six, Hackett system worked. If they go six and eleven, you might want to step it up. I'm just gonna, I, I, you know, I know a lot of guys in the media want to be first on it, and they they want to be the first one to plant the flag and make a statement and say, no, this is the way it is. Even though I haven't seen the games play out yet, there's nothing wrong with being patient. Or the other, the other idea to me, if I were covering the team on a daily basis, I I decide I'd want to try to find out how this compares to as many teams possible this is around the, the NFL. This is what the Packers do. If the, if the NFL network could help out. It doesn't example. matter. This is what Just the, the Packers. This, well, I know this because Hackett has talked about it. But then again, they have Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. They had Devontae Adams. But then again, the Packers have one of the best records in the league. Yes. So let's just wait and see. Right, and, if they, and if they come out flat, and they should win their opening two games. I don't know why people keep saying, well, they, they should win their opening three games. Uh, you know, I, I know they play Seattle first, and the, the next game should be, and then, and then they should beat up Trey Lance in the 40. What do you mean beat up Trey Lance Trey in the Lance 49ers? Trey Lance is going to be pretty darn good. I think he's going to be good too, but, it, but it's not just Trey Lance. Yeah. The 49ers defense is terrific. The 49ers have a playoff caliber team. I'm not suggesting the Broncos aren't going to win. It's going to be a home game. I get that. But before we look at it, it's, oh, it's going to be 3-0 and it's Trey Lance. You're not getting Trey Lance in his first start. No. You're not getting him in his second start. Kind of like last year when they got in the first, second start, Zach Wilson, and they also got Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. I understand it's the third set, uh, third, uh, third game, but Trey Lance has also played in this league. But the word coming out of San Francisco is that Trey Lance is, is looked terrific. And they're, for, they're, you know, I realize maybe that's a case of media drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. Too. I mean, it's a common phenomenon in training camp, but he's looking very good. I will tell you what I was told about Trey Lance coming into the draft. And this is a term as much as it is these phrases. Um, he's, uh, he's got a high football IQ. Um, you know, he's got, he's got fluid hips, right? You mm -hmm. hear those phrases all the time. What I heard about Trey Lance from people who are far more knowledgeable than me and far more have far more insight than I do. Of all the quarterbacks who came out in the draft the year he came out, mm -hmm. he was the one who mastered the whiteboard. His football IQ is uh -huh. really high, even though he came from a small school. Coming up after the break, just how intense are practices? Well, I caught up with a guy who does a lot of hitting. He gets paid to hit. He's right in the middle of the defense. You're going to hear from Josie Jewell on just how intense he believes these practices are. Next. Restaurant down the street. Where hungry people like to eat I could walk but I'll just Once again, I find myself with my friend Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry Presented by Silter Har Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield At Silter Har Mazda 
Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mon Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. He did my estate plan, did my wife's, uh, did my living will, did her living will. Uh, I could not be any happier with the work that we did together. I had a lot of questions. He gave me tremendous peace of mind. If something, God forbid, happens, then you know what? I know everything is taken care of. Everything is in writing. The courts are not going to decide what I want. A doctor is not going to decide what I want. You know, when you get to be my age in my mid-50s, this is something you want to take care of. But, but don't think for a minute that you should not be thinking about this, even if you are much younger, because there are certain things that do need to be buttoned up, whether you are married or not, whether you have a lot of money or not. Take care of this now. At least talk to Dan McKenzie at the McKenzie firm to see if you need to take care of something. And if he says, no, you don't, then fine. But at least go check it out. Go to the McKenzie firm. Com. In the meantime, the Rockies, after getting their doors blown off in their last three games by the Padres, they are leading six to nothing. Kyle Freeland has been absolutely dazzling. He is pitching a two-hit shutout right now, and if this continues, uh, they are in the fifth inning right now. He will have his third game in a row where it would be a where it would be considered a quality start. I thought we couldn't talk about the Rockies. We're not having a whole segment. I just gave an update. Well, uh, Nolan, Alex, and I have made sure to have the Rockies game on the television in the lobby as you were watching. Well, it's funny. As I was walking back in, I was going to look up the score because I saw that Ryan McMahon, who has not been very good this season, if we're being honest, he's played below probably his own expectations, just hit a home run. So good on him. With that time now, the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Would you like me to give you how the Rockies have scored in this game? Is that important? Yes, please. Okay, so uh, the Rockies started off the scoring because of Ryan McMahon. He doubled to right. Uh, Blackman scored, so the, a couple of runs scored, so he was responsible for those two RBI. Then Iglesias, not Julio Iglesias, well, actually Julio Iglesias, not the singer. Uh, he should have been traded at the deadline, but was not. Thank goodness he wasn't, just like Chad Cool yesterday, yes. who was brilliant. And talk, oh, yeah, and right. talk about taking one for the team. Black had to leave nine, him out he, there. He, you have to take one for the team every once in a while. Up, he had to take it, give up all nine runs. Right. And then... So McMahon is responsible for five RBI today as a three-run bomb as mm-hmm. well. Good on him. With that, uh, let's get back to a Broncos training camp. Uh, had a chance up to had a chance to catch up with Josie Jewell following practice today. What has the intensity been like in these padded practices compared to other padded practices you've had? You know, it's been pretty good. Uh, I think everybody's got a lot of juice um, this time around. You know, we're still early, a little bit early in camp here. Uh, but, you know, Coach has given us uh, a couple days here and there where we can, um, you know, really regen, he calls it, and get our legs back and then make sure we're going extra hard on these days. So uh, it's great, man. When we're, when we're going, we're going. Um, and we have those off days or jog days. We're uh, taking advantage of it mentally um, and neck up. So it's, uh, it's great for the, both aspects of the game, physically and mentally. This is new for you because most coaches don't do this. Nathaniel Hackett's a young guy, wants to be an innovator. Those are all really good things. How do you think pressing hard, pulling back, pressing hard, pulling back is going to help you guys 
November, December. Yeah, it's going to keep the bodies fresh. That's the first thing. And the second thing is going to be, you know, it's going to be able to make sure you're locked in mentally all the time. Uh, maybe some of the young guys, uh, new guys, you know, you get those mental days, those jog through days. Uh, maybe they, you know, unlock a little bit. They think about something else. They're not totally focused. This is going to be able to teach them to be able to stay locked in if they want to take advantage, you know, of their shot that they're getting or, you know, to stay on the team or to be that one. Um, so I think it really it takes both aspects, you know, keeping our body right and then making sure we're mentally strong enough to be able to focus on those jog days. Had a nice conversation with Mike Boone. I asked him about last year, not to compare, not to compare, but I said, what is what are the differences between this year and last year? And he said, we're working smarter this year. What is your definition of that? Smarter, not harder, yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's still hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's not like we're going easy on anything, um, but it's definitely smarter, I think, of like I said, taking care of the bodies um, and keeping sure, making sure our mental state is still there um, and we're taking full advantage of every mental rep that we can get, whether it be on, in the film room or on a jog through or in full padded practice. So I love it so far. I think it'll pay dividends. What has impressed you about Jonas Griffith? Yeah, I mean, that guy, he's always had some quickness on him, uh, mm-hmm. some speed, like today you saw him. Right. Um, you know, deep down the hash, he was running with a tight end. Uh, and, you know, his intelligence is coming along in the game. You know, he hasn't played... Uh, played here too long where he's been starting so it's coming along very good for his second year um as a starting guy so i can't wait can't wait to see where he can get with that and just enjoy our conversations and enjoy our um enjoy our communication on the field it's getting a lot better day by day for lack of a better phrase there might have been some uncertainty last year you know am i going to be back what do they think would be new coaching staff what does it mean to you that they look at you and say Guys, football IQ is really high. We need that guy in the middle of our defense. Yeah, it means a lot. You know, that's why I stuck around. George talked to me before and said, you know, you might want to stay around. Um, if you can, I want you at everything. And, um, you know, I believed in him. I stayed around, and, and they rewarded me for that. And uh, I think it means a lot. So I'm just happy to be here. Um, love this team. Love the guys that are on it. We didn't get too much player turnover. So uh, it's great to get to talk to them last year during, you know, while I was injured and come at it from a coach's perspective a little more um, and help those guys along and now be able to see both sides of it um, and really I try to elevate my game. Every quarterback has his own cadence. Certainly Russell does. He has drawn more than a few of you guys offsides. How is that going to help with practicing with cadence like that and the way he understands the offense and, and how he has worked with these guys in the offseason? Yeah, it'll pay off, especially when we get back to you know a veteran quarterback again like him, um, which you know now our division is full of them. So, uh, yeah, it really helps that. Um, really helps when people are tired so they don't take a playoff and think they can just go on one. Um, you know, he's going to be playing around with that cadence, screwing around with it. Um, it helps for us the time out of blitzes too. Uh, you know, we don't always want to show um, sometimes we want to screw out with it, fake a little blitz here and there. So I think it gives us, you know, that much of an advantage when we go against, you know, those older quarterbacks and even some of the younger ones that are pretty smart. I'll be the first one to admit as an Indiana grad, our football team has never been really that good. It happens, right? And our basketball team stinks too. Mm. With that, I was usually a pretty good football team. A lot of Big Ten guys in this locker room. When Iowa plays Ohio State, are you kind of nervous about what's going to happen, or do you? Uh, how, how do you approach that? Because you know they're going to come to you if right. the Buckeyes win. Yeah, I've been removed now for, for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I still get a little tied up with that one. Uh, <laughs> maybe make a couple small little side bets with them uh, and screw around with the guys. So it's always fun to talk smack about it um, and have bragging rights and maybe have to wear somebody else's shirt uh, for the next couple of days. So it's always good, especially with Ohio State guys. And uh, what else do we got here? We got an Indi- one Indiana guy at right. least. Uh, so, yeah, it's always fun to get those uh, Big Ten Rivalers. Since you've been here, has Iowa beaten Ohio State? That's a great question, honestly. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we've played them since I've been here. Right. It's been a while since we played them back in the day. My uh, 
I mean, I believe it was my senior year we played them. I don't think I don't know if we've played them again in regular Big Ten play. I got to tell you something. I got to turn this off. We should have cut that at the end, probably. It's all right. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it during the break. No, actually, we won't. Most, inter- most interesting and pertinent, I think, because that dovetails back to what we were talking about, the pace of practice, the mental and physical advantages yep. of doing it this way. Uh, I still have my misgivings about it, but we'll see how that goes. I also think he's very he's one of the Broncos' more intriguing players. You know, you know he, he was ascending. He was becoming a pretty good player. An entrenched starter when he was injured with a pectoral muscle last year, right? After and only played two games, and so I'm interested to know how how he's going to look coming back from that, and how entrenched he will be. He reminds me, and and he should take this as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Ironically, because I'm going to look up the the guy I'm about to um, uh, compare him to. It, it's it's not the fairest comparison, but ironically, I'm going to compare him to. Uh, I'm going to compare him to an Ohio State Buckeye player. Mm-hmm. But he's this guy light. He's Chris Spielman light. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. Chris Spielman. That's a very, very smart player. And that's Josie Jewell. Really good hitter. Always in on stuff. Now, Chris Spielman was a second-team All-Pro twice. First-team All-Pro once. Four-time Pro Bowler. So he is Chris Spielman light. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. But they're both heady, smart players. And, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, um, he is one of the nicest guys in that locker room. But if I'm being completely honest, there are a lot of really nice guys in that locker room. But he's always approachable. And I will tell you, from a media perspective, you want guys like that to come back to the team. Mm-hmm. Because they're always accessible. They're always willing to do interviews. They'll joke with you a little bit. But he's a smart, heady football player. And they really like him in the middle of that defense. Before he got injured last year, he made a bunch of dynamite special teams plays. He also played well. And I remember when I was doing the show with Andrew, he was pushing to bring back Josie Jewell. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we were talking about, you know, Alexander Johnson. Now those are two different guys. And Josie Jewell is not a guy who should be or could really cover tight ends. But now maybe they have that guy in Jonas Griffith. And how can he yeah, how 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 can he play with Jonas Griffith? He he very much complimented him as a guy who can get things done. Right. Very athletic. And they can be complimentary. Hard to believe, but the NFL season starts tonight. Can you believe it? No. We'll have NFL football tonight. I know it's only a preseason game. With that, are you going to watch? Or are you going to flip channels? And if it's on, okay, I'll watch it. Or are you going to avoid the game completely? And... We're going to look at last year's Hall of Fame game that I believe involved the Broncos, right? Involved the Broncos. We're going to tell you what the ratings were for a preseason game. Broncos-Falcons. Yep. And then let's compare them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Wait to hear these numbers. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Well, I will be listening to this song on Saturday night. We are having a back-to-school party for both of our girls. 
Uh, Mia is starting high school, so she's going to have some friends. And then uh, my other daughter, Madison, she's going into her junior year. She's going to have a bunch of friends at this party. It's going to be a 1980s party. I know this isn't an 80s song, but the reason why I'm bringing up, I'll be hearing this song is Mandy, who's actually here today. This is one of her all-time favorite songs. So I know this will have to be played. We're bringing in a DJ, and um, everyone's going to dress up like the 1980s, which ironically is when I was in high school. And then I'm going to be going out and buying food that was invented in the 1980s. Listen to 80s music at the party as well? Oh, yeah. It will be all 80s music, except towards the end. We'll probably play this song for sure, and I absolutely will not get a request. <laughs> I am absolutely positive. Would you like to know some foods that were actually invented in the 1980s? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm curious. That I need to go out and buy. Uh, Hot Pockets were invented in the 1980s, which is perfect for high school kids. Um, fruit roll-ups, which are perfect for high school kids, right? Uh, what else? Cheese balls were invented and Cool Ranch Doritos. So the house is going to be loaded with some of those staples. Are you a dancer? I like to dance, yeah. I can swing dance, jazz dance, tap dance, all that stuff. I did a lot of that growing up, but I, I wouldn't call myself much of a dancer now. I can move. I, I'm, not, I'm not a white guy dancer <laughs> with the white man overbite. That's, I'm not like, okay, Billy. I'm not, the, I'm not that guy. I do the butter churn. Right or the shopping cart. The the Clippers owner Steve Ballmer. He he likes to dance. Is he is he good or bad? He's terrible. Is he? Yeah. All right. Uh, t- time now for what's trending. What's trending is presented by Low T ninety nine testosterone treatment made easy and affordable for just one hundred and twenty nine dollars per month. They'll send you testosterone supplies and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Hard to believe NFL season kicks off tonight with the Hall of Fame game between the Raiders and the Jaguars. So one of three things. Is this going to be appointment viewing for you? If you're flipping channels and it's on, well, at least will you watch a little bit? Or will you go out of your way to avoid the game completely? Now, as I ask you this question, your wife is the sports fan yes. of the two of you. Yes. So I should She'll be have- looking for Euro basketball. What's that? She'll be looking for Euro basketball. Will she watch this game tonight? Oh, yeah. Yes, she will. Therefore, I will. Wow. I How- think, but I, honestly, I think it's kind of a combination of all three in the point, in the sense that it's an appointment viewing to kind of check it out because they're the Raiders, for one thing. Right. Now, I realize the guys we really want to check out aren't going to be playing very much. Right. So it's really irrelevant in that sense. But I think well, I'm intrigued by it enough to check out a few plays at the start of the game. Right. And I... I and the same thing, I'll probably check back later, flip channels and come back to it right. just to see what's going on in it. So I think it's kind of a combination of all three, but it's like, you know, it's like admitting you watch Duck Dynasty or something like that. You're right. going to watch the Hall of Fame football game. I think the Hall of Fame game, along with a lot of preseason games, are like a big bucket of popcorn at a movie theater. And this is what I mean. You have the popcorn in front of you. And you eat it, you, you eat it during the previews. Well, you start eating it a couple kernels at a time. And then before you know it, you're grabbing handfuls and seeing how much you can jam in your mouth so you honestly can't breathe anymore. You're just inhaling. I mean, please tell me I'm not the only one that does that. You're not the only one that does that. Everybody. Everybody does that. And before you know it, you're double fisting. Where do I put my Coke? I mean, well, but you... But don't you start with like a couple pieces because you want. It's not that you want to necessarily be polite, but 
you want to have some manners, you're taking a couple, and before you know it, you are just scooping your hand in there and jamming it in your mouth. I want to break some news to you. Do you what know, is wrong with people like do, me? Do you know that, that we live fairly close to a movie complex, movie yeah. theater complex? So do you, I. you now can walk in without buying a ticket, without going to the movie, and buying a huge bag of popcorn for $10, and they give you butter to go with it. And then you go home and eat it at home. Why would you do that? Because it's replicating the movie experience at home. Why don't you just buy a bucket, keep it, and then just pop your own popcorn? Because it's, it's easier. It's they now not, have movie, it's not movie popcorn. But now they have movie theater popcorn that they sell. But you're saying it's just not the same. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's, it's almost the mental, the mental temptation implanted in your head. My ex-wife liked movie popcorn so much. The, the only reason why we got the bucket is because you could get a refill even when you left, <laughs> right? Yeah. Even, even when you left. And w- even when I got divorced, when I went to the movies, Was she, it, did she, this have something to do with the divorce? No, okay. but it just, well, it has to do with, I know she loves movie theater popcorn. So when me and I would go see a movie, she used to live in the streets of South Glen, which there's a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So if she was staying with Rachel that night, if we went to the movies and we got a bucket of popcorn before we left, I would have it filled and I'd say to Mia, just take it for your mom. Because you could always fill that thing. What back. a guy. Hey, well, are you going to watch the game? You grilled me on it. I'm going off for dinner. My cousin's in town. You, you, you'll probably sneak into the bar to get a glimpse. of Absolutely not. Oh, you will too. No, actually I won't. No, actually I won't. I mean, to me, this is preseason football is... If I'm flipping channels out of curiosity, if, if I flip by it, mm-hmm. then I might watch it, but I will not build my night around it. No, we're, I, not, we're not doing that. Absolutely either. not. Um, here's the thing. To me, some of the most painful games to cover are NFL preseason games because you're there to watch the starters and how they do. Mm-hmm. But once you get to the second and third string, you're really just watching tryouts. Yeah. That's what you're watching. And the play, honestly, is usually pretty sloppy. And you don't know half the guys on the team. And when I say you don't know half of them, they're new guys to the team, mm-hmm. undrafted free agent rookies. You know most of these guys are probably not going to make it anyway. So what do you really need to pay attention for? And then you're up in the press box, and you are so incredibly bored. You're like on your 12th cookie, and and you drive home, and your pants don't fit. And if you're writing, you're writing about how the starters looked and uh – you could lose 54 to 10 and your starters can look better than the other starters. Well, the best part about preseason football is as a writer, you can have your game story yes. filed pretty yes, quickly. You can, unless, unless you have a game like there was in Tokyo when Terrell Davis, like a missile on special teams had a hit and you're thinking maybe there's something with this guy. If somebody truly sticks out, but what I love about preseason is the overreaction. Mm-hmm. You have a second or third string guy who catches seven passes for 110 yards, and then suddenly against second and third string, should guys. this guy be in the starting lineup? Yeah, right. That's that's what the conversation becomes. Should this somebody has three sacks? Right. Let's just say an undrafted free agent rookie has three sacks. Well, maybe they should let Bradley Chubb go. <laughs> maybe they made a mistake picking up Gregory. That's what these conversations become. But to your point, and you said it very well, look who they're playing against. They're playing against guys, for lack of a better phrase, who might be selling insurance. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
in about five, six weeks. The one thing it can do, though, it can intrigue, it can lead coaches to say, hey, maybe we should give this guy a, a little more of a look. Sure. It, it doesn't, you don't really make the team that way, but you get, a, you get another chance to make the team. That's how training camp darlings become training camp darlings. One really good game. But with Terrell Davis, he was a sixth-round pick out of Georgia, mm-hmm. right? There was another pretty good sixth-round pick way back in the day in 1999 who never lets you forget that so many teams passed on him. But sometimes, yes, you do just stick out, right? Right. Sometimes you do. And, and then maybe, you, here. The hackneyed, you, the hackneyed phrase is, this guy's a pretty good football player. If so, uh, here, here's the simplest way to put it with the way today's NFL is run, not back in the 70s or 80s. You stick out in the preseason, at worst, you're on the practice squad. I think wor- so? Yes. At worst, you're at worst you're on the practice squad. Yes. Yeah, I think you can have a short short you can have a relatively good record of success in exhibition games and camp, but it can the the luster can wear off pretty quickly. You, I, I think it can wear off quick more quickly than it, you're saying. It's it's all about games. If you play well in games, but you're considered way down the depth chart, mm-hmm. you will go to the practice squad. Yes, you're pretty, but in the seventies they didn't have a practice squad. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're pretty much guaranteed a spot because now the practice squad called it a taxi squad. Right. They had it, but it really wasn't all that. Deep. Right. All right. Uh, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it, we'll explain how Pac-12 athletes can now profit off their highlight videos and an update to the Brittany Griner situation. That's coming up next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. <laughs> Best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. Yeah. You can move a mountain. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine. Well and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Pac-12 athletes can now profit off highlight videos posted to Twitter under the NIL deal. So once players tweet their highlight reel out, Twitter's Amplify platform will populate the video with pre-roll advertising. The athlete then will be paid based on the advertisement that was sold. Pac-12 is the first conference to provide athletes with the ability to monetize their highlights. Uh, what's your reaction to these athletes being able to get something more than retweets and likes for their highlights? Well, sounds good to me. I mean, it's going to be the leading edge. This isn't. We're just seeing the early days of this being figured out how to maximize it. And the Pac-12 has been behind on other ways to uh, to get it, get in, 
get in front of the pack. So this is a good step for the Pac-12. I'm not I'm not really thrilled with the entire concept, but I get it, and it's a good step for the Pac-12, including the University of Colorado. If you go to the University of Colorado's athletic website and look at the NIL form, it's very very complicated. And uh, pasta the, pasta jays cannot sponsor all these kids. No, they can't. They take they'd have to fill it out. It takes a long right. time to fill out. I think this is a great idea for the next three to five years before the Pac-12 folds. Or until there's some some social media that's better than that. Until the Pac-12 folds, because that's what's going to happen. You don't think for a minute that when when the phone... Here, let's do this exercise again, okay? Um, You are the commissioner of the Big 12, and I am Stanford, and you're considering inviting me to go to the Big 12. You're considering inviting me to go to the back. The Big Ten. You're the you're the Big Ten commissioner, and I'm Stanford. Go ahead. How would you like to yes. come to the? We're in, and I know I can convince Cal, Oregon, and Washington to come with me. How so, would you like to yes. go to the Mid America Conference? Yes, I'd like to play in the Midwest with all of the other Big Ten teams. Just in case you and Rutgers, it. and Rutgers, yeah, in Maryland. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been sentenced to nine years in prison, which was an expected conclusion to her trial that should allow negotiations for a prisoner swap to accelerate. Uh, I want to know if this was LeBron James or Tom Brady, do you believe they would have been sentenced to nine years in prison? Yes. Because they'd, they'd want to play the same game. Propaganda. Uh, they'd want to play the same game of swapping prisoners. And it, in fact, it may even happen uh, more decisively. Uh, but I kind of, I kind of wish that it, international athletes from around the world and in all walks of sport would speak up on this too, including Europeans. Let's put something in perspective here. All right, seriously. Um, here, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look this up real quick. All right. So we're we're criticizing Russia for putting away Brittany Griner for nine years, right? In a penal colony. Okay which is awful, right? With that, let's not forget that a couple decades ago, you had marijuana, and uh, terms used to range from seven days to life. Yes, Russia's behind the times when it comes to, ma- when it comes well, to marijuana. But they also use it as a, as a tool. No, I, no, to, I get that. To persecute people. I know, I, I totally get that too. But... Finally, marijuana is legal. I don't smoke weed. I used to smoke weed all the time. I haven't smoked in decades. My point is, is that fortunately our country has evolved. Think about all the people who are in prison for marijuana charges. Mm-hmm. So before you look at Russia, and, and I understand it is absolutely political. Yes. I'm with you this on is not a This is not a social phenomenon. No. But our country used to really put people in prison for marijuana. Well, and you like legitimately, you, like you broke the law, you're going away for ten years. And you, well, we they would use it as a rationalization to mistreat people who were at the lower end of the social strata. Right. So fortunately, we've evolved a little bit, and in some cases, we've taken about ten steps back. But we don't need to go down that road. With the Hall of Fame game tonight, uh, you guys were talking about last segment. Uh, over under total tonight set at 30 and a half. That's a very low total, but Hall of Fame game unders are five and one since 2014. Uh, what would you take if you had to choose? I'll take the over because just because I flipped a coin and that's the way it came up. 
Well, I think it's obvious why you'd want to take the under. You have a bunch of guys who are playing who are not going to play. Starters are not going to play. First game of the season. It's going to be sloppy. A lot of penalties. So would a 14 to 13 score surprise me? Probably not. Probably not at all. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They have hundreds of appliances where you can walk up and say, I want to cook on that. I want to use that. Big box stores, you can just basically open a refrigerator and that's it. You can actually look at the stovetop and say, I have to make a decision right here. That's not the way you want to work. You're going to make a big investment. Why not try out the appliances before you buy them? When you buy a car, you're going to take it for a test drive. You're going to buy a Viking range. You want to work with that baby first. An induction stove. I have an induction stove. They're so incredibly cool. Once you use an induction stove, you're going to be like, how have I worked with anything else? That's super cool. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Cody Work, our Broncos insider, joins us on the show. What did we learn about Greg Dulcich today, who's playing with the first team? Is Montrell Washington going to seriously compete for the number four wide receiver spot? Our insider is next. 